everybody, it's Pastor Rebecca, and I'm coming at you with another podcast today. So, um, I just wanted to make a podcast just more uh, describing my state this morning. So, I heard um, a, a message this morning from Stephen Furtick. Um, I'm a big fan of his. I like him because of, you know, his pastoral gifting, and, and he's very real about things. And he was talking about doubt. He was talking about doubt and... Um, and how, you know, in the Bible, John the Baptist, when he was imprisoned, you know, he asked uh, Jesus, you know, he, he sent, I think he sent a message to, to uh, Jesus through someone else and asked, you know, are you really the Messiah? Are you the one? Or are we supposed to wait for someone else? Is someone else going to come? And Pastor Furtick was saying that, it was a disturbing question because the very guy that asked this question was the very one that prepared the way that said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And he was talking about doubt and he said, one thing I love that he said is he said, other Christians will judge, you know, will, will judge people when they say that they have doubt because, oh, if you have doubt, you're not saved and you're not a child of God, which is completely not true. You look at Job. I mean, Job went through some doubt because of some things that he went through. And, but he was talking about the, you know, of course, the hope that we have in Christ and that, um, and that the hope, the, the faith that we, whatever we start out believing in, the faith that we start out with is the faith we're going to, um, that we hold on to, that we end with, you know. And I don't know, man. I was just thinking about 2020. 2020 has been a year. I don't care who you are. I don't care what, where you live, what's been, 2020 has been a year. And I don't care how incredibly, uh, you know, perfect that you think you are and your life is, but 2020 has sent some stuff. I mean, we've had everything from, you know, the whole COVID mess going on to, you know, we had a lot of division, um, there was a lot of uh, um, a division going on between government and between people. And then you had, um, you know, the, the big discussion of racism came up uh, because of George Floyd. And now you have election, uh, you know, possible election fraud going on and investigations into that. And it's just like one thing after another, you know. And it's been a year. It has been a year. Um, for everyone. And I know for me personally, I've gone through some things on top of that, you know, and I, I think everyone has other things, you know, other than, than, you know, nationally things that we've been going through um, or globally, personal things that we've been going through, personal struggles, you know. And uh, I said to myself just like five minutes ago, man, so one of my favorite songs, I've said this before, is a, is a worship song by Stephanie Gretzinger and Amanda Cook. It's a live version. It's called Crying Out, Yahweh. And man, I wish more worship was like this because it's literally, you know, she starts off and she says, just sing your song. And then they just, they just make guttural cries to God. Now, what's funny is, you know, my boyfriend heard me worship that. We, we went to his um, lake house one uh, Sunday afternoon, and God just led us to pray. So we went into different rooms to pray. I went into the back, and he stayed up front, and I was worshiping to that song. And he was honest with me. He's like, that kind of freaked me out when I heard you 
you know, yelling back there and stuff. But I'm telling you what, if there's one thing that I feel spiritually, if there's one thing that I truly feel as a daughter of God, as a child of God, I just feel like my soul needs to cry out to God. Like I feel like they talk about in the Bible how people would mourn and tear their clothes and put ashes on their head and just wail. And that's honestly how I feel right now. I'm just being real with you guys. I feel like just my soul is weary and and it just needs to scream and cry out and yell out. And I may do that in a minute. I may turn that song on before I go um, you know, and start my work day or whatever, but I'm telling you, man, it's just, I wish more worship was like that, was more real, where people could just yell and get it out, because I, I really believe that that's a part of worship, is us releasing these things to God. I mean, God gives us a voice, and there's a, a there's a certain heaviness and a certain level of weariness and stress that can only be released, I believe, vocally, um, in expression. And I do, man. I, I said that a second ago. I was like, man, I just, my, I feel like my soul wants to cry from a weary place. Um, and I don't say that to say that I've given up on God or anything like that or turned my back on God. Nothing like that. Um, it's just been a hard year. It has been a hard year. It's been a hard year. Um, it's been very, very challenging to our faith because there's a lot of areas that you know, we've had to walk through that we don't get, that we just don't understand, that we're like, what is going on? And in the midst of everything, and that to me, like I said in the previous podcast, is true faith. It's not when you know what's going on. It's when you're like, I don't even, I can't even begin to explain what's going on right now. <coughs> Excuse me. And true faith during this during this time is still depending on God as our rock. It's saying, God, I have no clue what's going on. I have no clue what's next, but God, you, I'm, I'm still leaning on my relationship with you. I am still crying out to you. I am still leaning on you and leaning on your spirit because that's it. I'm telling you right now, and people can laugh at me. People can, can say whatever they say, but if you do not have a relationship with God and Holy Spirit, I wonder how you make it through each day. I honestly do because God is the only stable thing in the world right now. He's the only stable thing. Nothing else is stable. I, I mean, nothing. It is him. It is his spirit and his presence. And that is what we need to chase. And that is what I need to chase. Um, you know, even, uh, you know, even dealing with sickness the last couple of weeks. I mean, a lot of uh, the, the, the last week, I just wanted to sleep all day and lay in bed and I was exhausted. Um, and I believe, you know, that I got sick because of a, like a, the spiritual exhaustion I've talked about before, you know, um, combined with other things. And it was just one of those times where you just wanted to sleep all day long. And you're just like, I'm beyond tired right now, you know, and I don't even want to get up and I don't even want to face things. I mean, that's the thing, you know, sometimes as children of God, we act like we have everything put together when really we need to be honest with people and we need to say, look, you know, there are things we battle with too. You know, I've battled with many different things in my life. I've battled with um, a spirit of lust. I've battled with pornography addiction. You know, I've talked about that before, that I battled with that when I was younger. I've battled with depression most of my life um, and, uh, and overcame the spirit of depression. Uh, it was a year or a year and a half ago. I can't remember now. Um, but, you know, we still, as children of God, there are still spirits, still things that, that try 
that want access into our lives. And it's hard sometimes, you know, it's hard as a child of God uh, to always uh, have faith and to always, you know, um, to always see the bright side of things. It's hard sometimes. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, you know, I'm, I am this super um, spiritual Christian that has everything planned out, that has everything together. You know, I'm a disciple of Christ that is learning and learning every single day. And um, I have, there, are, there are things I have failed in this year. Um, there are things that, that in the Lord I have succeeded in. And, and I, it's funny because the more and more as days go on, the more and more I, I hate the Facebook life. I hate the social media aspect. I think social media is a great tool, especially for businesses, you know, for, for podcasts, for getting the word of God out, for getting the kingdom out. But its uses in people's everyday things, uh, it, it's gotten to where it frustrates me because I see people and it's like this battle of who can hide the best behind social media. Who can put up the best pictures of their families, the best pictures of their kids, the best pictures of this? Who can present the best image of perfection out there? And it's so frustrating, you know, because there are days where I go on there and, and I know some people that are going through stuff. I know some people that are, they are going through some mess or either there's some things going on, but yet they post the most perfect pictures because they, they want to present this image out there. And it's frustrating because I'm. We we have bought in into the U.S. We have bought into this idea of image. We have bought into this idea of if I look perfect on the outside, it's okay if I'm a mess on the inside. And God works the exact opposite. God says it's your spirit because you're spirit with a shell. You're not a shell with a spirit. You're a spirit that's encompassed with a shell. And a lot of people think of it the opposite that we're bodies. Um, you know that that's what we are. We're bodies. But who we are in the inner man is way more important than who we are on the outside. And who we are on the inner man is what's going to affect the outer man. We are meant to live from the inside out. And, uh, but today in America and in society, is there's so much corruption and, and lies and, and just deceit out there, you know? I believe that we have allowed, as a people, we have allowed... Uh, society to be God for us. We've allowed them to tell us, this is what you do, how you speak, what you wear. This is what's important. This is your identity. And it is so, it is so wrong because first of all, society wants to tell everybody that you have to look the same. You have to dress the same. You have to think the same. And God created us all to be originals. It kills originality. It kills identity. It kills purpose. Um, but society also says that the prettier you are on the outside, the more successful you are. The, the society really says, if, you know, it doesn't matter who you are on the inside as long as you have enough stuff to cover it up. As long as you have the fake hair, the fake nails, enough layers of makeup and contouring to cover it up, it doesn't matter. When the truth is, your spirit bleeds through you. It bleeds through everything that, because it's who you are. You can't hide who you are behind clothes and makeup and a job and a Facebook account. You can't hide who you really are. It will seep out and it will be brought into the light. So, you know, and, and I don't know. I'm, a, I'm ranting a little bit this morning, but sometimes I just get so sick of all of the fake out there, you know. And that's why I love pastors that are very real. And they get up and they're like, look, you know, I struggle." excuse me, I struggle with doubt. I struggle with 
this. I struggle with that, you know. A friend of mine was telling me about, about a Hillsong pastor in New York that recently stepped down um, because he had an affair with his wife. Affair on his wife, excuse me. He had cheated on his wife. And um, it broke my heart, you know, for him. It broke my heart for his wife, for his family. Um, and and uh, the pastor friend of mine, his name's uh, Pastor Kelby McNabb. He, he's at... Um, He's the youth pastor at Rejuvenate Church that I that I'm, I go to. Um, he said something that really rang true with me. He said, pastors can be so mean to people, so mean. They're so quick to tear others down and to judge them. And he said, there were pastors that were ripping him a new one and saying, well, this is, this is what happens to you when you build a brand. And we were talking about that yesterday. And humility, man, humility is so important. We, you... I mean, every leader needs to understand you are not immune. You are not immune to sin. You need to understand that right now. King David is a, I believe King David and Bathsheba is in there to remind those in leadership and kingship, which all of us are leaders, that it doesn't matter how great of a following or reputation or whatever that you have built, you can fall in a moment. And King David was um, was a Mac Daddy in, in the Bible. I mean, he was literally called the man after God's own heart. That was the man that God chose because of his heart to lead Israel. And that's the same man that had an affair with a married woman and then had her husband murdered, okay? And then tried to play it off like nothing happened. And Nathan the prophet went to him and was like, bro, <laughs> God sees what you've done, and David even pronounced judgment on himself. But it's a perfect example of we can't ever think that we're immune to falling and immune to sin. And um, it can happen to anybody, you know? And here's what I told Kelby yesterday. I said, Kelby, I'm going to tell you what. I admire him from stepping down from his pastoral position because I know there are pastors and leaders out there that are doing the same thing that he's doing except they're trying to hide it and they're getting up in a pulpit and they're still preaching and they're still doing these things and yet they are going behind closed doors and they're cheating on their wives and they're doing things like that you know I know there are pastors out there that are doing that and I admire him that he had the humility to say you know what because of this I'm going to take responsibility for my sin and I'm going to step down from the position that I'm at you know I mean, I truly, uh, I admire him for that, you know, and I grieve for him and his family. I grieve for what they're going through, you know, for what his wife is going through, for, for what they're having to work through as a family, because that's an awful thing, you know. Um, but again, you know, it's, I, I love, I just, I do, I love pastors that are real, that really talk about, this is what I've been through, this is what I'm going through not, you know, being the hammer of judgment on every other man on the earth. Um, you know, it's crazy because as the, the, the body of Christ, the children of God, we all have the same mission, and that's to usher God's kingdom to, to the earth. And how we do that is we fulfill purpose. We unify together. I talked about that in the last podcast session. But yet we're so divided on the earth. It, there's so much division. And churches compete with each other. It's a competition. Oh, who has the better logo? Who has the better t-shirts? Who has the better coffee? Who has the better space? It's turned into this huge competition instead of God's people trying to work together. Now, here's the thing, and this is true, because people talk about denominations and why denominations exist. You know, I'm non-denominational, but the reason that, um, you know, divisions exist because 
you know, you're naturally going to have divisions because of, of people that will believe differently, that accept different truths, that don't accept things in the Bible. That's naturally going to happen with anything. You know, you see it in government. That's not church. You see it in government. You have Republican versus Democrat. People believe this. People believe this. You know, people's different interpretations of the Bible. You're going to have divisions. But for people, for the churches, you know, that... Um, well, for the body of Christ as a whole, we just, we really do lack unity. And, and I hate the competitive, I don't like a spirit of competition anyway. I don't care what anybody says. People promote spirits of competition. I hate competition. Competition to me, especially inside the church, ruins purpose. Comparison ruins purpose. It kills dreams. It kills churches. It kills relationships. It kills everything. I have seen the spirit of competition throughout my uh, entire life ruin more. Uh, uh, things and I, I hate it I hate it you know where does it say in the Bible that we're supposed to compete with each other in the body of Christ yes it talks about running a race you know that I have run the race that there is a race to run but you've got to stay in your lane even a runner knows that once you start looking at other people beside you in other lanes and that you know you lose sight of where you're going so even in a race, you focus on your lane and you focus on where you're headed, not where everybody else is headed, you know? And so it's, man, I will tell you what, it's just, oh, it can be, it can be frustrating, you know? And so, um, I, you know, I've been thinking about a lot of this stuff today and, and, and just when, when, you know, Pastor Furtick was talking about, you know, Christians that doubt and how God doesn't want you to stumble, but to keep going, but to, you know, don't trip, don't stumble, jump, you know, uh, jump over the things that are, that are holding you back, you know, things like that. I think people, we need to take a leap over the year 2020. Um, you know, we, we just need to jump into 2021. And some of y'all are like, well, I don't know if I want to do that right now with the political climate. But no matter what happens, you're still alive, you're still breathing, you still have a purpose today. You have an assignment that God has called you to fulfill. Um, and if you don't know what that is, ask him, you know, ask him. Ask him to show you what your assignment is, and to lead you in your assignment, and he will. Uh, but you still have an assignment. Your life is not over. My life is not over. You still have a purpose on the earth. And it's important that we remember that. Because we can get lost, we can get depressed, we can get down, we can we can get to where we we uh, we don't want to get out of bed in the mornings, and we don't want to face things because we're just like, what else is this year going to throw at us? What else is down the road? You know, what else is coming? I mean, if you look at in the Bible at um, the Hebrew uh, slaves, the, the Israelite slaves, I'm sure they thought the same thing. I'm sure it was hard for them to even get out of bed some mornings because they're like, what do we have to look forward to? It's another day of slavery. What do we have to look forward to? But the great thing about it is, is while they were crying, while they were crying out, God was raising up a deliverer in Moses. And I think we have to remember that as his people, is that as long as God is alive, we have hope. As long as God is on the throne, which he will always be on the throne, he will never be dethroned, ever. Satan tried once, and he's going to try a second time, according to Revelation, and he's going to fail then. You know, he can't do it. He's just a sore loser. He just, you know, bad sportsmanship, doesn't want to call a loss a loss. Um, but they didn't knock him off the first time. They're not going to knock him off the second time. No man can dethrone God. I mean, it's, you know, as long as we have God 
we have hope. And so, and if that's the only thing that you have to say to yourself to wake up in the mornings, say it. If, if the only thing you cling to every single day when you get up is the fact that you serve God, that you have a God that is everlasting, you cling to that. Cling to that. I'm telling you guys, I'm telling y'all, if some of y'all don't know the Lord, you know, I don't see how you function. That's all I have in my life is God. That's it, you know, because guess what? Material things can be gone tomorrow. Food could be gone tomorrow. Clothes could be gone tomorrow. Cars, jobs, power, electricity. Um, our phones could be gone, you know. Um, medicine could be gone. Everything could be gone tomorrow. And if everything that you hold on to, like your alcohol bottle or your keys or your job promotion, your degrees, or even your kids, your loved ones, a lot of people have lost family this year. You can't even hold on to family, guys. What if everything that you held on to was gone tomorrow? God is the only thing that outlasts everything else. The only thing everlasting means it never dies. It never goes away. It's eternal. And God created your spirit to be eternal. And he wants it to be eternally with him. But if you reject him, it's not. It's going to be eternally somewhere else. I mean, but cling, if, if that's what you have to cling to every day, you cling to it. Because, y'all, we're in the middle of a war. It's a spiritual war. And I would love to tell you that things are going to get easier. They're not. Because we have the spirit of Antichrist that's in the earth. That, that, that's trying its best to overthrow the kingdom of God. It won't work, you know. Um, it's tried forever, but it won't work. Um, but warfare is going to increase. Hardship is going to increase. Um, does it mean that every day will be difficult and tough? No. It, it, God gives us grace and he gives us mercy. And, and he provides for his people and he's, his presence, you know, his presence is like heaven to us, you know. And until God, uh, until Jesus returns and makes things 100% right, Things are going to be hard, and 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 we're going to have to battle things in the spirit, and we're going to have to face things in the spirit. And I believe that God is telling His church and telling His people, strap on your combat boots because, you know, this is it. Depend on me because I'm going to lead you in the battle. I'm going to lead you. I'm going to fight for you. I'm going to fight with you. You know, and we're going to get through 2020. You know, we don't know what 2021 holds. But you know what? Let's take it one day at a time. Let's take a leap over this year, take it one day at a time, and let's say, you know what? Today, God lives, and because God lives, I live. Because God is a purposeful God, I have a purpose. Because he lives. There's an old song that says, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. And buddy, let me tell you what, that needs to be your song every single day. Because if you wake up every day and you say, guess what? God's alive today. I have a reason to live. Then you will live every single day for the rest of your life. Out with that hope. It's hard. It's a hard time, you know? I mean, I, I love the Lord. I love the Lord, my God. I love him. Um, and I've struggled the last couple of weeks with things that I've gone through, with, with spiritual things that I've gone through and things that I've had to go through uh, with people and with situations and then with everything else going on. I mean, I've even gotten to the point sometimes where I'm in bed and I'm like, man, I just want to sleep today. I don't want to get up. But God reminds me, he's like, you have hope. Don't give up hope. You know, 
It says that David, King David, had to um, strengthen himself, encourage himself in the inner man. And sometimes you got to do that. Sometimes you got to give yourself a pep talk. Sometimes you got to put your feet on the floor and you got to say, you know what? God's alive today and I'm alive today. Let's go. It doesn't matter what happens today. I don't know what's going to be thrown at me today. I don't know what's going to be here and what's going to be gone tomorrow. But you know what? I'm here today. God's here today. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's do this. And that's what I'm telling myself. You know, I sat in here this morning with my devotions and I didn't even know I was praying, but I didn't even know for the most, I'm like, God, I don't even know what to pray. And the Bible says to ask that, that the Holy Spirit will intercede when we don't know what to pray. And I just said, Holy Spirit, intercede, intercede for us intercede for me right now because I don't even know the words to 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 say you know and and I and sometimes it's better that we're silent and we just listen to him but I just sat here today and I was like God I don't I don't necessarily know what to pray this morning you know but because he lives we can face tomorrow and I'm telling you right now if you do not know who God is reach out to me first of all pastor.rebecca88 at gmail.com um, I'm also on Facebook. You can send me a message uh, to Pastor Rebecca Acker. You can do that. Um, I actually just joined Parlor the other day, so I'm also on Parlor. If you are on the Parlor train, um, you can also uh, follow me there because I'll be posting podcasts and things there. But um, you know, if if you want me to help introduce you to the Lord and introduce you to the one that I can't live without, please reach out to me. I would love to talk to you about it. In fact, I may just do a podcast on on our relationship with God. What is that? What does it look like? You know, uh, an introductory to, to getting to know who God is. You know, I think that's a great idea. Um, but listen, I want you to know you have a reason to live. You have a reason to wake up tomorrow. Okay. You were created. You were not here by accident. You were created and formed by a God who loves you and by a God who has a purpose for you and by a God who, if you believe in his son, will give you his spirit, okay? So that you can not only just make it through, you can battle, man. You know, it's a spiritual war, but God has given us his word and his spirit that we can swing some swords, you know? We don't have to face every day with defeat or sorrow or depression or none of those spirits that we can get up and we can say, God, because you live, I live. And God, I'm, I'm strapping my boots on. Here we go. Let's do this. I love y'all. Hope this encouraged you. Um, yeah, I, I hope that you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. And uh, just be blessed. Share this with someone that um, needs encouragement today. I love you guys. We'll come back to you with another podcast soon.